some thanks right there for rising up for you and for me. Tell God thank you. Come on and tell him for thanking for sending his son Jesus to redeem us back to him. We just lift our hands in the sanctuary and if you're joining, you can lift your hands right where you are and just tell him thank you. Say, God, we thank you. Thank you, Jesus, for what you've done for us. Yeah. We say, Lord, I want to say thank you. thankful folk in the house Lord I want to say thank you I thank you for all you've done for me I hear you singing out there singing louder thank you for all you've done for me if you're a thankful person in your heart say love I want to say thank you I want to say thank you for sending your son Jesus Lord I want to say thank you I want to say thank you if it had not been for you that woke me up this morning
Holy Spirit Youth Choir. A hand clap of praise. Hallelujah. Jesus, that's what we call. Thank you, Jesus. Now it's time for tithes and offerings. Come on, let's give that. Let's give God a hand clap of praise for tithes and offerings. We are in the spirit. Come on now. Tithes and offerings are your covenant connection to God. It releases the promises and the blessings of God into your life. Malachi 3 and 10 says, Bring ye all the tithes into the storehouse there, that uh, there may be meat in my house, and prove me now herewith, said the Lord. Okay, and then it goes for, listen good now, three promises God promises. He will open up the windows of heavens and pour you out a blessing that you will not have room enough to receive. So when you tithe, it just automatically unlocks the hindrance in the spiritual realm and then it and then it, it also allows God to, to uh, release the uh, promises in your life. Come on here, somebody. That's why it is very important to attack. Hallelujah, Jesus. And then it goes on in Malachi. It says, he will rebuke the devourer. Because in John... 10 and 10 says, what the uh, enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But if you pay your tithes, God promise, come on here somebody, he will rebuke the enemy. Come on here. So then you cannot lose either way you go. The word of God is simple. We make it hard because why we don't want to obey it. Come on here. It's tight but it's right. Hallelujah, Jesus. People of God, there are many ways we can give. Zion Hill has this uh, new app now. You can go on the new app, and then you can give. But I do want to say that Zion Hill has a lot of things going on. And people of God, it is going to take finances to function. Money answers all things. That's the word of God. There is the youth project. The scholarship fund, the uh, parking lot project, that we have to get done. Amen? Don't get quiet on me now. Hallelujah. You can go to the QR code on the screen, and you can text to give 73256, and you can enter ZH Family, and you can put the amount you want to give. Because God said, the more you give, here's another promise. The more you give, the more he will give to you. So you can't lose with this thing called Christ. Come on now. You can't lose with the word of God. And also, there is a way you can give also. You can. We have some little white envelopes. And there are some special things on there if that you would like to give to that. So don't allow to enter the uh, devil to make you miss your blessings. Sow your seed. 
Give that which is God back to him. Let us go to the Lord in prayer. Spirit of the living God, you have told us your word, and we shall follow your word. Because you are not a God that, Lord God, you shall lie. Nor the son of the man that, Lord, you have to repent. Whatever you say, God, you're going to make it good. And God, we thank you for your word. God, I ask that, Lord God, you will move upon your people, God, to give more, oh God. But, Lord, most of all, to give from their heart, God. Knowing that, Lord God, not even want to expect nothing in return, but just because they love you. And just because of, Lord God, what are you doing in their lives. And, Father God, we just want to say thank you. We just want to glorify you, God. And we just want to lift you up. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. Ushers, you may come forward.
Sunday to every one of you. We are so grateful. Uh, please take note that we said Happy Resurrection Sunday. 
I did not say Happy Easter Sunday. So, in all your getting, get understanding. Easter is really a ceremony to a pagan god. And this season is not for that. Back then, in case you don't know, Easter is a god of fertility. And what people were doing, just like we talk about Easter burning, uh, it was not eggs that we were hiding that time. It was women. So women would go and hide, and then men would go and find them in the bushes, and, and then they do all kinds of crazy things. So, but somehow through spirit of religion that has crept into the body of Christ. So, but when we know better, we do better. So today we celebrate the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. So we are not hunting for anything. So thank God for our children. We're teaching them the way of God. Aren't they wonderful this morning as they minister? Amen. To God be the glory. They look good, they sound good, and all of heaven is rejoicing. We welcome all of our guests, those of you who are here in the house, and several thousands of you that are live streaming. We are grateful. Thank you for joining Zion Hill, whether you are here locally, whether you are out of town, whether you are out of state, or international world, we say thank you. Let me encourage you to always join us every week because God is worthy to be praised. Also permit me to echo some of what you have been told. Uh, if the Lord puts it in your heart, please purpose it in your heart to give for what God is doing in this church. If you notice in front of the church, there is a sinkhole, all right? The ground is giving in. So we just contracted somebody, some contractor to fix that. It will cost $38,000. You know, every now and then I'd like to take you behind the scene so that you know exactly what is going on. $38,000. And they're beginning that job in a few days because your pastor does not like anything that does not represent excellence. Oh Lord our God, our excellence is your name. Another thing that you can fest in is we are spending $7,000 to clean all the meal deals around the building outside. 
when people enter this community, this city, the first thing they see is this house of God. This is more than just a place of worship. It's a place of excellence. So we have to maintain it. Again, I'm taking you behind the scene to know it will cost $7,000. If you keep adding, you will notice that our digital board out there, in case you don't know, it's about 15 years old. So I don't know of any of you that want to drive the same car for 15 years. In fact, things are so bad now. You miss a good place to say amen, by the way. Unless you want to be driving a car for 15 years. So that was a, a prayer for you. So, and we have been trying to repair things, but it's so bad now they can't even find the parts because it's too old. Technology had overtaken. All right? Guess how much that's going to cost? 80,000 plus. So what am I trying to tell you? There's a lot of positive things going on here. We are trying to build a youth building to keep young people off the street. To keep them out of jail. And guess what? We've lined up the design, the plan, the engineering. We've done soil work, geotechnical work. The only thing left to start is a deposit. We have been raising money. Many of you have given to that. I'm just letting you know the details. All right. Every day I go to bed with this. I don't need a note for this. Because a true leader has a vision. They, they, they're driving the ship. It's going somewhere. All right? We need $400,000 to start. So my job is to put you on notice what's going on. And then I'm trusting the Holy Spirit to speak to your heart. Your giving, you can give as the Lord leads you. You can even make it a restricted giving. Restricted giving means you are designating that this money must be spent for this purpose only. And the church, your pastor is a lawyer, the church will comply with your request. So you have the right to say, Pastor, I'm giving this amount just for this. All right? There are restricted giving. There are unrestricted giving. So unrestricted will be your giving to the church and say, I trust the leadership to figure out where to spend the money. Either way, it's for the glory of God. So all minds clear? All right, let's pray. Father, I thank you that this is a house of plenty. You've helped us so many times. 2.8 million, you see us through. 
$5.2 million project, you pay the bills. Just a few days ago, we paid the final payment on our luxury bus. We are debt free. We are grateful, grateful, grateful for what you are doing here in Zion Hill. You who started the good work in us, you are able to finish it until the day of Jesus Christ. Lord, I pray that you will touch the hearts of men and women to give for your glory. Lord, I pray for increase to every giver. You say you will not owe any man. You've been faithful before. You give seed to sow. So I pray that you will touch the hearts of men and women to give, not grudgingly, not out of necessity, because you, God, loves cheerful giver. So I decree and declare, this house shall be a house of more than enough. I thank you that Zion Hill will be a shining light in this community. That people can pass by and see the glory of God. It is so. In Jesus' name. And the church say, Amen. Amen. I want you to please get up. Walk around, say hello to somebody, just love on them, thank them for being in church today. And while the choir sing, what a fellowship, what a joy divine. If you don't want to shake somebody's hand, just bump them, but let them know you are glad to see them. Wish them a happy, happy resurrection day.
running, running for a long time. Your time is winding up. You better make up your mind. It's getting late in the evening. The sun is going down. You better get right, get right. Why it may be found. I wanna know where.
I was dancing so hard, I, I forgot it's time to preach. <laughs> Open your Bible to the book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse number 10. The book of Philippians, chapter 3, verse number 10. Will you please stand with me in reference to the word of God? And after we hear the word, let me encourage you to stick around as we receive the Holy Communion. This is a day of celebration. Philippians chapter 3, verse 10. That I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being made conformable unto his death. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for this great day. This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Holy Spirit, we thank you for your presence in the house. Thank you for a time of worship. Thank you for a time of fellowship. Thank you, O oh God, for a time of celebration. Lord, I pray that if there be any need in this house, that you, God, will meet those needs. Lord, I pray that you will give your servant utterance to teach the word of God, to proclaim what thus says the Lord. Help all of us to hear the word of God. Help us to be better people for your glory. Lord, we pray for miracles, signs and wonders in this house. We pray for souls to be saved. And we'll be careful to give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the praise. In Jesus' name, amen. You may be seated. I just read to your hearing about the power of his resurrection. The Bible said that I may know him in the power of his resurrection. And so for a topic, I want to talk with you briefly on the subject titled, The Power of His Resurrection. Let me say up front that the best gift that God ever gave, gave to you and me is the gift of life. The Bible says in Genesis chapter 2 verse 7, that God put together a, a pile of mud. He shaped it. You know, we all play with clay from time to time. But that clay was no good until God breathed into it. And that clay, you and me became a living soul. So the, the greatest gift God gave to you, to me, is the gift of life. That's why we're able to move our hands. That's why we're able to talk. That's why we're able to do a lot of things. 
because we have life. Ladies and gentlemen, the second greatest gift that God gave to you and me, believe it or not, is the gift of death. You say, whoa, pastor. Because if you read the book of Genesis, chapter 2, verse 17, there you see God saying to Adam and Eve, he said, the, the, the tree of knowledge and of good and evil, he said, don't touch that. He said, stay away from it. But he warned them, he said, the day you eat from this tree, you will surely die. I hate to tell you, but God created death. And it was for our protection. It means, ladies and gentlemen, death was there on the sideline, dormant, has no power. So it was up to us to activate death. He said, the day you touch that, you will die. Of course, you know the rest of the story that men did touch that tree of knowledge of good and evil, and, and we activated death. So now, all of us live to die. But the question must be asked, Brother Pastor, how is death a gift? You need to know, ladies and gentlemen, death is a gift because man lost the life that God gave to us. So when we lost that first gift called life, the only way to recover life is death. If you don't believe me, you will see in the Bible how the Bible talks about except for a grain of corn fall to the ground and die. It abided alone. But if it dies, then it will bring forth many fruits. So death, in essence, is a gift. In fact, the Bible said, believe it or not, we should rejoice on the day of death. And then when we talk about this occasion today, you need to remember that it involved the death of Jesus Christ. In order for us to recover that which was lost, the gift of life that was lost, Jesus had to die. And to make sure you understand what's really going on, in the book of John, chapter 10, verse 18, Jesus said, now, don't be feeling sorry that I'm dying or I'm about to die. He said, no man take my life. He said, I voluntarily gave it. And he said, and if I, if I die, 
If I give my life, I can pick it up again. That's where the idea of resurrection comes in. To be honest with you, when I was a young Christian, I didn't understand what I know now about death as a gift from God. I was so afraid of death that when I was growing up in rural Africa, when I get to graveyard, if I'm walking, I look around, I don't see nobody, I take off running. Because I was scared of death. Because nobody taught me what I'm sharing with you now. I also remember, ladies and gentlemen, how I, I was working as a musician, just like my brothers and sisters here, in the church. And back in the days, the way we conduct homegoing, after the service is over, everybody followed the preacher. And me and the musician would be stuck with the casket. And I know somebody's in there. And I'm thinking, oh, no, you don't leave me here by myself. See, I like the way you all do it in America because you take the casket with you. But in Africa, they leave you. <laughs> so the one who is the last person in the house, the pastor is gone, the family is gone, and it's just me. I say, oh, Lord, help me. The fear of death will grip me, but now I know better. Thank God for Jesus. Ladies and gentlemen, if you notice, this is not just in Africa. There is a fear of death here in America. People don't want to talk about it. Even though you have money, you refuse to buy a plot because you are thinking, if I buy one, that might quicken. <laughs> so you say, no, leave that alone. We'll get to it. My own wife, every time I want to talk about it, oh, no, no, not today. So, the fear of death. Yet the truth be told, it was death that make today resurrection possible. If there's no death, we won't have resurrection. So the, the third important greatest gift that God gives to all of us is the gift of resurrection. So what was the first one? Life. What was the second one? Yeah. Death. What was the third one? Resurrection. Ladies and gentlemen, please take note. Many people have no problem when it comes to talking about the birth of Jesus Christ. In fact, people have no problem talking about the life of Jesus Christ. Believe it or not, they don't even struggle about the death of Jesus Christ because they know everybody's going to die at some point. They accepted that reality. But when you begin to talk about the resurrection of Jesus Christ, a lot of people have problems with that. Why is that a problem? 
the idea that somebody died and came back, people struggle with that. The idea that Jesus died, they could see the cross, they watched the barrier, but now you're telling them that he is risen. They have problem with that. But the word of God said in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 14, the Bible warned you and me that if Jesus had not risen, he said, then my preaching to you right now is all in vain. Even your faith in God it's all a waste. In other words, the word of God is telling us this thing called resurrection is very critical to your survival as a child of God. So the question must be asked. Okay, I'm here preaching to you about the power of resurrection. And I just show you that the Bible said, without resurrection, you have nothing. So then, what is resurrection? And all you're getting, get understanding. It is when somebody died and came back from the dead. It is when somebody died and then he get out of the grave. It is when somebody had died, the doctor pronounced him or her dead, and then he rose again. That's what resurrection is. I'm sure some of you will say, okay, I get it. So what's the big deal about that? How does that apply to my situation today in America? Well, I'm glad you asked. You need to know the resurrection is the greatest evidence that the problem of mankind, which is sin, remember, we touch the untouchable. That was sin. The greatest evidence that that problem, that sin problem, has been taken care of. It is resurrection. If Jesus had no reason then the same problem of you and me would have not been solved today. There's a lesson there because many of you, you cannot even sleep because of your mistakes. You need to know because of resurrection. I don't care what you have done. God has paid the price. Open your mouth, shout amen. Another thing you need to know about the resurrection is that it is the greatest evidence to show all of us that there is life beyond the grave. See, we talk about heaven. Many of you say, well, maybe there is, maybe there is not. Many of you are even brainwashed to think once a person died, that's the end. But resurrection is proof that there is life 
beyond the grave. If Jesus had not come out of that grave, then you and I will have no hope. But oh, but I thank God today. Early Sunday morning, he got up with all power. What is the proof that he got up? I'm glad you asked. The resurrection, ladies and gentlemen, is also the greatest evidence that the power of death is now broken. Death has so much power. I don't know if you have ever been to a funeral home, especially during wakekeeping, and you see a loved one just lying there. Some of you will be talking to them. Brother Baba, do you remember when we used to go to Las Vegas and you would drink all day and I'd join you and we'd drink all night. But Brother Baba is just lying there. Cannot talk back to you. Why? Because the power of death, death is so powerful. When he show up, nobody can resist him. But resurrection is proof that the sting of death, the power of death is now broken. I don't know who I'm talking to. Maybe you have some loved ones who have gone on to be with the Lord. There is hope for you and me that we will see our loved one again. You miss a good place to shout amen. My mama is gone on to heaven. I cannot wait to see her again. My daddy is gone. But oh, every day I get excited because the power of death has been broken. Resurrection is proof that when a man died, he can live again. When a woman died, she can live again. Open your mouth, shout amen to that. Beginning from Matthew chapter 16, verse 21, Jesus began to teach everybody. He told his disciples, they're going to kill me. And he told them, in three days, I'll get up again. Please notice that he was so sure about it, he even timed it. He didn't say, I'll, I'll get up. He said, in three days, I'll be out of the grave. Ladies and gentlemen, in Matthew chapter 28, verse 5, the Bible says, on the first day of the week, two women, both of their name is Mary. See, they remember, thank God for women. I love women in ministry. They get things done. They take the word of God serious. They pay attention to what does says the Lord. There were many disciples, but only these two women went to the grave. The Bible said, they went there to anoint his body. 
In other words, women by nature have a nurturing nature. In life, they take care of people. In death, they're still taken care of. Some of you ladies know that. You give birth to a child, and you say, if I just raise this child, then my job is done. But no, your job is never done. Thank God for women. It's a serious anointing. Maybe on Mother's Day, I'll talk more about that. So they went there. And one thing strange happened. They noticed the door of the grave is open. They peeped in. And nobody is there. They say, oh, Lord. What is going on here? Then in Matthew chapter 28, verse 5, they saw an angel. And the angel said to them, he said, don't fear. You're looking for Jesus. I know who you're looking for. He is not here. He has risen just like he said. In other words, I'm not telling you anything. He told you that he's going to rise again. And guess what? He's risen. He's out of here. So he said, now come and see where he lays. He said, he is not here. He's risen. I'm saying to somebody today, maybe you're not a regular member of any church. Maybe going to church has never been a priority for you. But I hear the Holy Spirit saying, come and see. You're not here by coincidence. God sent you here today. There is a church in Pineville that will tell you the truth and show you the proof so that you can see for yourself that serving the Lord pays. It's a common seed. So today I say to you and to me, if anyone is here, if there's anything that is dead in your life, if there is anything that is dead in my life, that thing will rise again. The whole idea of resurrection. Maybe I'm talking to you now, some part of your body is dead. I said to you by the power of the Holy Spirit, that part of your body will live again. Maybe it's your dream. Maybe it's a contract that you're working on. Maybe it's your finances, you're working Hard every day, but you have nothing to show for it. I say unto you in the name of Jesus Christ, everything that is dead, everything that is dying in your life, God will give you a resurrection in that area. Open your mouth, shout amen. amen. There are people here, some organs in your body that used to work. Now it's not working anymore. But God is a God of resurrection. 
I pray for you, my brother, my sister, that that which is dead in you shall come alive again. If you receive that, shout amen. amen. You need, therefore, to raise up your expectation. This morning, don't just come to fulfill a tradition. The man of God said, you can experience a resurrection in any area of your life, in your finance, in your marriage life, in your business life. That resurrection power is available to you. But you need to raise up your expectation. Amen, somebody. What is resurrection? It means our faith is in something that is alive again. It means we are not serving a dead God. And because he lives, you and I confess today and tomorrow. Your faith is not in a dead man. The angel said, you come and see. He has risen just like he said. Without resurrection, Jesus will be just another religious leader. He will be just another prophet or another teacher. In fact, many religions recognize Jesus Christ as an historical figure. Many religions recognize him as, as a great philosopher. Many people call him a prophet. Many re religions call him a good man. Many religions say he's a teacher, he's a rabbi. But they have problem with this resurrection idea. So in many churches, because we don't get this concept of resurrection, we are preaching historical Jesus but we never demonstrate the power of his resurrection. I'm believing God today that this church will be activated. That we will not just be having church. That every day you can demonstrate the power of his resurrection. Because the churches are not doing that, what we have now is churches are just telling his stories. I'm not surprised that this church came as a little bitty church in the neighborhood and take over the whole city. That's the power of his resurrection. I didn't bring people from Africa. Then why? We have churches in every corner. What happened to this one? It's called the power of his resurrection. The Bible says the same power that raised Jesus from the dead. That same power dwells inside of you. My prayer is that you will learn today to activate that power in you. In the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, the problem for many churches today, we have big.
big churches. We have small churches. But we're having a form of godliness. But there is no power inside the house. The problem with that, ladies and gentlemen, the world today is seeking real demonstration of power. They are not impressed by good preaching. You can preach and put on and, and moonwalking or throw the handkerchief and catch it with your... They are not impressed. You can sing like angels and have the baddest choir in town. They're not impressed. Can I tell you a little secret? Every study showed the reason why young people are leaving the church in gross is because they came to the church seeking real God. And all they found is just stories. It's like a bakery. You tell everybody, churches, you say, come to God. We are a bakery. We have plenty of bread in the house. And young people came. And they see nothing but empty shells. They could see through all the dramas. They could see through all the, the theatrics. And they said to themselves, these people ain't real. I'm out of here. People are looking for real answers. Many are sick. They want their body to be healed. Many are suffering. They want answers to their suffering. Many people are struggling. You'll be amazed how many people are attacked with cancer in their body. You'll be amazed how many people are here today. They don't have employment. They file application after application. Rejected. Rejected. They're looking for real answers. They're not impressed with theatrics. We need the power of his resurrection. And guess what? When they have problems, they go to the doctor. The doctor have no solution. They go to the psychiatrist, sociologist, counselor, and they found that these people have no solution. That is why we need the church to be able to demonstrate the power of his resurrection. If all we offer is a social gathering, we cannot help no one because we lack the power of his resurrection. The problem, ladies and gentlemen, religion cannot bring Jesus into the now. They just talk about Jesus. You look at their life, there's no evidence of a man of God or a woman of God that is blessed, that is walking the walk, that is demonstrating the power of God, that you see it in his life, and you see it in his action, and you see it in his movement. So people say, no, I cannot deal with this. Notice, people are coming, saying, I'm depressed. 
saying, I am sick in my body. Do you all have solution? Is this some kind of fraternity? Ladies and gentlemen, the truth be told, in the world that we live today, there are many, many problems. And those problems can only be solved by Jesus Christ. There are some problems that doctors cannot solve. Are you listening to me? There are some problems that experts of this world cannot solve. But the Bible says in Matthew chapter 18, verse 27, Luke chapter 18, verse 27, he said, the things that are impossible with men, they are possible with God. I'm believing God. That this church will be a place where people can run to and find the favor of God. I pray that this church will be a place where people can run to, not for programs, not for events, but a demonstration of the power of God. The world needs the power of his resurrection. Without the power of his resurrection, you cannot bring heaven into your situation. Without the power of his resurrection, you cannot bring God into your crisis. Without the power of his resurrection, you cannot bring God into your problems. So what is this thing called the power of his resurrection? It is the continuation of the life of Christ right now. So we're not just talking about he died, he died. We got that. Where is the proof? Where is the power? How can you say he died and you have a baptismal pool that nobody has been baptized in a whole year? Ladies and gentlemen, we just don't want to talk about it as a thing of the past. The power of his resurrection is alive today. You can be saved today. You can be healed today. You can be delivered of any addiction today in the name of Jesus Christ. Ladies and gentlemen, so... The power of his resurrection is what you can manifest right now. Ladies and gentlemen, if we can do that today, God will be pleased. So this morning, in the name of Jesus Christ, I activate every member of this church. By power of the Holy Spirit, you can heal the sick. Are you listening to me? Oh, this might scare somebody. You can raise the dead. Every attack of the enemy upon your children, you can send it back to the sender. Every time the devil raises his ugly head in your marriage, in your home, you can say, wait a minute. By his stripe, I am healed. This cancer will not kill me. Doctor, I hear you. I see your diagnosis. But in the name of Jesus Christ, 
He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquity. The chastisement of my peace was upon him. By his stripes, I am healed. If you receive that, shout amen. What is this resurrection about? How can you say I had this power? Because resurrection means you now have proof that your God is not dead. If your God is still alive, he said the same thing that I do, you will do also. He said, that's right, he said greater. So, away from religion, coming to the demonstration of the power of God, and when you see somebody hurting, lay hand on the sick. The sick shall recover. Don't wait for the preacher to do it. You are just as anointed as any man of God, as any woman of God. Demonstrate the power of his resurrection. Amen, somebody. By his resurrection. You know one thing that God did? God basically overthrew or override the judgment of this world. Because resurrection is proof that God vindicates Jesus. They call him a no good person. They call him a thief. They call him a liar. They call him a troublemaker. And that's why they killed him. But Jesus caused him to rise up to vindicate him to tell the whole world this is not a criminal. This is not a bad person. This is the son of God. And today I'm speaking to some of you that you need God to vindicate you. People have lied on you. People have rejected you. People have made up story about you. I'm telling you I pray today that God will vindicate you. I always tell people they see the, the glory, but they don't know my story. Brother Dickens, right here in this house, I was trying to serve God. And people came up with a coup d'etat. They said the reason why I went to Tyler, Texas, to hire a contractor to build this house, was because I got some bribe under the table. I cried for months. And God said, don't see a word. He said, I will vindicate you. At the end of the day, many of them are dead. They're gone. But I'm still standing. I said to you, my brother, every plan of the devil against you, against your family, God will vindicate you. Open your mouth, shout amen. shout amen if you receive it shout amen I want you to stand to your feet we're going to receive the holy communion now as you eat and as you drink
you need to know, my brother, my sister, you're not just eating crackers. You're not just drinking juice. There is power in the name of Jesus Christ. Wonder-working power. Resurrection power. You may need this on your job. I don't know about you. I know what it is to be light on on the job. I know what it is for people to walk over me and promote somebody who is less than me. I know what it is for people to ridicule me just because I don't speak English right. But the God that you serve is a God of vindication. As you eat the cracker, as you drink the juice today, knowing your knowing that these are not ordinary things, there is a power of his resurrection. If there is sickness in your body, tell your body, hear the voice of the Lord. You shall live and not die. Whatever is the diagnosis in your body, tell your body, I refuse to be on medication for the rest of my life. By his stripe, I am healed. Whatever is going on in your home that doesn't please God, say to yourself, all ye dry bones, hear the voice of the Lord. You can be healed. You can be set free today because of resurrection. Everything the devil meant for you, God is turning it around for your good right now. Open your mouth, shout amen. I say open your mouth, shout amen. God is fixing to bless you today. In Jesus' name, you may be seated.
everyone has been served. Jesus Christ, one day, he gathered all of his disciples and he gave them bread. And he told them, you're not just eating bread. He said, this bread represents my body that was broken for you. The Bible says he blessed it. After he broke it, and he told the people, eat and always do this in remembrance of me. Let's eat the bread now. In like manner, he took the cup. He said, this cup represents my blood. See, he's talking about his death because he understood that death is a gift that will provoke his resurrection. And I say unto you today, anytime the devil shows his ugly head, plead the blood of Jesus Christ. If you don't need to know every scripture in the Bible, just say the blood, the blood, the blood of Jesus, the blood over my children, the blood over my job, the blood over my body, the blood over my house. Plead the blood. He said this blood represents a new covenant. And believe me when I tell you, I've studied every page of the Bible. And one thing I discovered, Jesus never lied. Whatever he said he would do, he'll do it. He said, by his stripe, you are healed. Don't let any sickness take over your household. If you're sick from wear and tear, ask God to forgive you. I know something about that. Sometimes I overwork my own self. Sometimes I run my own self down. I say, Lord, forgive me. Give me another chance. This blood still works. And the Lord will bless you for it. Shall we drink in remembrance of it? Hallelujah. Father, we thank you for this special day in our life. Thank you for every family represented here. I decree and declare no weapon, form or fashion against anyone shall prosper. Every tongue that rises up against us, we condemn it right now. This is the heritage of the children of the Most High God. We receive all the promises that you made for us in the Word of God. And today we leave this place in the power of your resurrection. It is so. In Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you for being here today. We wish you a merry, merry resurrection Sunday. 
Have a wonderful day with your, with your family and your loved ones. If you're looking for a church home and you would like to be a part of Zion Hill while people are living quietly, will you please come forward? And the pastor is still waiting for you. New members, come forward.